0: let go let go
1: go go hey everybody welcome to the back to brick podcast and today for our designer interview We have Cal from... Well, actually, I'll let you tell him where you're from. But first, I want to say welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, doing okay. Doing okay. Thank you very much for uh, the invite, Garrett. Melbourne, Australia. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Frostbricks, that's how you find me online. Yeah, you might have seen me on TV. Um, You probably know me from the food stand diners and other creations. Never quite sure how to introduce myself. I don't know. A little shy. (laughs)
1: But yeah, thanks for the invite. Oh, no problem. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I think a lot of people are going to be really interested to hear from you. You're pretty big in the community, especially from the Australian side of things. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, talk about our passion of Lego. I always ask the question um, when I interview, if, you know, we know about Lego minifigures. You're, you're pretty good, yep. uh, you know, doing some great photos of them. But now they're sig figs. If you could have your own SIG FIG and it can be anything you want, it doesn't have to look like you at all. What would it look like, and what utensils do you think you'd be carrying?
0: Uh, no, I do have a SIG FIG. I, I think I speak for most of us. I don't have it near me. I've been intending to get a little printed chest for him, um, but the red jacket has kind of become a bit of a thing, and he holds a camera. Um, I also have a larger version that's kind of in bits. So over there um, stands about this tall. For audio, that's a foot tall. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Very cool. You know, that's some things that I've seen that you make a lot of. You like to make detailed, you know, larger scale builds, as well as you're really dedicated to the minifigure scale. What do you think started you off in the Lego world?
0: Uh, a few different things. There's a story to do with the birth of my second son, which is basically what brought me back into Lego as an adult. Um, I think I've told it a few times in a few places. Um, so, yeah, that's my second son. It was quite a difficult birth. Uh, he was born six weeks early. Now, he's, he's fine now, okay? So that's how the story mm-hmm. ends. But at the time, though, he went straight into the NICU, and it is by far the scariest time of my life. And so the nurses are there, and they're like, go home, get some rest, go home, to get some rest. And they kick me out of the hospital, essentially, you know, politely, but nonetheless. Um, and I know I'm not going to be able to sleep when I get home. And so I mm-hmm. stop off at a big box retailer on the way. I pick up a bunch of large sets and I get home and I just pour them out I'm on the third lounge room floor and I get building, just kind of a way of processing, you know, in, in that kind of what was a really stressful time. Like my partner, was, just, she was on the ward, like she, I knew she was going to be fine, but I hadn't even gotten to hold my son yet, you know, it was another three days before I did. And so that was really kind of the moment that I came out of the dark age. Um, so, you know, for... A lot of AFOLs will tell you about the Dark Ages, but that was, for me, the moment. And that was uh coming up on eight years ago now. Um Oh, sorry, just over. Yeah, yeah, coming up on eight, eight years now. And that's kind of where it started, and I started collecting a lot more Lego. And I guess uh it started out like a lot of Lego collectors. I just started collecting sets that I kind of liked. For me, that's always been superheroes. I'm a big nerd, like, Totally such a big, geeky nerd. Um, so I ended up with a lot of Batman sets and a lot of superhero sets. But the thing about the superhero sets is they're quite often vehicles. They're quite often um, they're treated as play sets from Lego's point of view. So they don't necessarily have locations. Mm-hmm. And so the first serious mock I built, and I started displaying it within the first 12 months, section by section, mind you, was the Hall of Justice. Um, So it was across three uh, 48 by 48 base plates Um, initially. It's actually grown since then, even more. Um, But it started very directly as a place to have my many figures on display and give them a scene and a bit of story and a bit of meaning to what they kind of had as presents. And that's kind of how it started. And and there's probably more to say there. I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I mean that's that's really cool. So as you said, you you came back from your dark age. So I'm guessing as a kid, you were a pretty big fan of Lego uh, and and kept building. And, and for, I mean that that's a terrifying moment. And I I hope I never have to go through that. We don't have children yet. Uh, we have a nephew, and I mean it was a high risk pregnancy to go through for my for my sister in law. So it's it's all stressful and. I'm very glad to hear he's, he's great. And uh, I, I think I've seen a picture of him on your Instagram. It looks like he's also into Legos too.
0: <laughs> a little, a little. He takes it for granted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. He knows how to come into my studio. <laughs> and I, Like, there's a million bricks in my studio here. So he knows if he wants something special for his Lego city, where to come and find it. And yeah. he has started to really take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know cute though.
1: it's cute that's usually how it works though you even you always hear about like in general even celebrities they're like yeah i don't think my dad's famous it's just like he's got friends that are cool and stuff and i'm like you you don't understand <laughs> like may like uh, i don't even know an example a good example but
0: oh well after lego masters yeah you know he knows oh yeah um, yeah. I mean, yeah i went through six months like the first time i went into a coffee shop after lego masters first aired like you know you're meant to I've been Lego famous for a bit, but Lego famous means you need to give your name over when you're ordering a cup of coffee. No, right. I just wrote it on the top, right. you know, without <laughs> even looking at me. He's just like Gail, <laughs> and you know, so it was passed the order over. Yeah, I could go anywhere anonymously for at least six months. I'm still getting recognised on the streets, and of course, my son Frost Jr. He was there for lots of this. And he's kind of, again, it's just a thing he's kind of taken for granted. And he'll say, oh, you've recognized again, Dad, you know, or or whatever. And yeah. (laughs) yeah, So. So, That's funny. It's kind of fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when you started getting famous, like what, what really do you think was the tipping point before Lego Masters?
0: Before Lego Masters, it would have been the food stand diners. The food stand diners, um, just, yeah, it got worldwide recognition um, and, and people loved it people really responded so well to that, uh, as a model. Um, prior to that, there were certainly things I'd built. Uh, I certainly you know, that had gotten a uh, wider mm-hmm. recognition, but that was the one that, uh, people started, uh, seeking me out for purposes of interviews and, and the like, and, and, and wanting to discuss very specifically uh, or the first time anyway.
1: And I mean, I've seen them before. They're really cool. If you haven't seen them, I'll post a link to your uh, design. What, what do you think was your inspiration for something like this?
0: Uh, for the food stand diners, it was very directly grew out of just wanting to make life-size food, but not just life-size food—something that could also function as something that would fit into a minifigure scale city. So combining those two loves, um, and mm. so the obvious extension, or at least to me, was okay. What if the if these are just pop-up uh, food stands, and you know inside them. They have a minifigure scale interior and can serve minifigure people in um, a minifigure scale city. And so to me, it seemed very natural, uh, an extension for to do it that way. And yeah, yeah, you turn them one way, they look like life-size food, uh, fast food meal. Uh, turn them the other way mm-hmm. and, and you've got the little minifigures <clears throat> going about serving customers. Yeah.
1: When did you create this? Because for some reason, I'm thinking it was about the time of the roller coaster set. Correct?
0: No, no, quite a bit before, actually. Um, I created the first one. The first one I made was the fry stand. And it was, like, I build a lot. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was doing a Lego 365 project. So basically taking a photo of Lego every day uh, for a year. Uh, it ended up going for more than four years um, before I actually did have a break. Wow! And so, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And, and there was quite often um, days where that was rushed, like a lot of the photos right, those people right. responded to were really quick ones. And so that was one of those quick models. Like I think I spent four hours in an afternoon on it, you know, um, to, to build, completely build it and, and make all the rest and, and, you know, a bit of shenanigans along the way. And so I just took a photo of it and took it outside. And I think I put it on the top of my hot water heater and took a photo of it and put it up online and not expecting anything to come of it because quite, a, you know, you, you can never really predict what people respond to. Mm-hmm. That one they did. That one got an immediate response. And it was such an awful photo. Like it was a horrible photo that first one. <laughs> <laughs> and the plan was always to turn it into a full meal. But it's another six months before I think I've got the burger done. And another six months after that before I've got the shake done. And then eventually mm-hmm. I put it up on Lego ideas. And at that point in time, um yeah, I think you know a good two years or so had gone from the original idea to actually putting it up onto Lego Ideas. And then on Lego Ideas, it just it went bananas. Uh, I think I was at 1,000 by the end of the first week and I was a good chunk of the way there by the end of the first month. Um, I think it was a quarter by the end of the first month and it just raced ahead. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was, yes, absolutely. The feedback I got, uh, there were a few pieces of feedback I got again and again and again, and one of them was Rollercoaster Tycoon. So when the roller coaster did land, it was a very obvious thing to make sure it could fit alongside it. And I played it that way a few times. So you may have seen that in photos, absolutely. Um, but it was never really the intention because I'm a gamer, sure, but I've never played rollercoaster tycoon, um, like at all. Like, um, so it was, wasn't something that ever really occurred to me in that way. Uh, It's kind of fortuitous that they both came down pipe, But then again, it never went into production. So maybe not. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe Lego's got something in the pipe that will look like that in the future. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Um, Yeah, but it was never really done with the idea of it being a roller coaster uh, thing thing.
1: First off, you're missing out. Rollercoaster Tycoon is one of the best games ever made. Uh, We grew up with it. And I think it was like Rollercoaster Tycoon 2 or 3 where it really got fun because the whole point was just to create some random roller coasters or a theme park that would pretty much kill or trap your people. You're not about to make like money. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I, I still used to, I still will occasionally like to play something like that. But
0: no, I know what you're saying, but that's kind of the reason I've also avoided it because um, mm-hmm. you've, you've seen the kind of stuff I do create. I'd be all in. Yes. And all of a sudden, mine would be that <laughs> um, Beetlejuice Minecraft-style video that takes, you know, and done in uh, survival mode just for kicks oh, and yeah. giggles. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I can get a little obsessive that way, and that's where a lot of the Lego creations come from. So that that's it's the kind of game I deliberately avoid for that reason
1: yeah well that makes sense it is uh it it would draw you in pretty quickly uh (laughs) to to keep building (laughs) and to talk about your lego ideas proposal can you talk about your process for people that are interested in it
0: uh no look honestly again i I generally build for me. There are absolutely times when you're building for an audience or you're building for somebody specific, um, like maybe I've got a commission or something, which does happen. Um, um, You know, not so much currently uh, here in 2020 for reasons, but, um, you know, it's, that was one of those ones though, that was absolutely built for me. And people were like, oh, this is great. I want instructions for it. You know, I really want Mm -hmm. instructions for it. Why don't you put it up on Lego Ideas? And I'm like, yeah, but people say that stuff all the time, you
1: know? I yeah. don't know
0: how often they're serious. I don't know how well often they mean it. And then some guy pulled out his wallet and said, no, here, here's my wallet. I, I want these instructions. I want a copy of this model. And I'm like, okay, okay, that maybe is serious. Then I, I will take you seriously. Let's get up on Lego Ideas. Mm-hmm. And I put it up on Lego Ideas and I didn't do anything to promote it. I felt very strongly that if it didn't have enough as by itself to get itself across the line, it certainly didn't have enough by itself to get through review um, so while I did take it to events and the like and share the link at events, that was the extent of it mm-hmm. um, and certainly it got there by itself absolutely uh, I wouldn't have wanted to market it i don't think I, I think that would have been counterproductive um, so yeah it, it's not really a, there wasn't exactly a process for that one rather than I built something I thought I'd like and enjoy, and then I shared it with the world. That's that's it.
1: It's a very refreshing thought, because I think that happens quite often, where people are reactionary-based. Like, oh, I know that people really like... Um, like a good example is... Have you heard of the video game Fall Guys? Um,
0: yep, yep. That's going around. It's brand
1: new. Cool. Yeah, and so there's a I know there's one on Lego Ideas that has over like almost 8,000 people uh have voted to support it. I'm like, I haven't even played this game yet. Like how is it so much support? And it's I mean, especially during COVID times it seems there's been I think almost every week somebody's hitting 10,000 and usually it's a reaction to what's going on and um I think building for yourself is the most Authentic and usually the most original ideas, um, which yeah. is why I think that those should be produced. Which it's unfortunate that yours wasn't. Uh, I know you went up against some pretty good competition, and oh,
0: Donnie's piano is gorgeous. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that and it, I mean, seeing it finally produced was uh fantastic. Um, it's it, it is disheartening because you know all of these ideas are great and LEGO should support them all, but. I understand that they're limited on what they can do. And then at that point, it'd just be us designing instead of the designers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that is part of it. Yes.
1: Yeah. But a- as you build, you-, you also do like figure photography as well, minifigs. Yes. yes what yes. got you into kind of diving into that uh, style?
0: Oh, well, I'm a graphic designer by trade. And so certainly, mm,
1: okay. I mentioned the Lego
0: 365. Basically, that started yes. as, I'm a graphic designer. I don't know much about photography. I want to get better at photography. How do I go about that? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe if I just take a few minutes each day to practice photography. Not a lot, you know, a few minutes a day. That, it builds up over time, but certainly mm-hmm. just a few minutes a day. And so I did that, and I started out, and my first photos, were, they were awful, like, you know.
1: Um, <laughs> but,
0: but that's good because, like, you know, the yeah. first step to being good at something is sucking at it. I sucked. And so fast forward to, I think it was about day 82, um, three months mm-hmm.
1: ago.
0: And I t- like I mean, said, uh, a lot of my best photos or the p- stuff that people respond to the best is stuff that's really quick. So like, we've got to go out, you know, uh, the missus is on the front doorstep with the, the little one or getting ready, about to him ready. And I'm like, right. hang on, I'll be there in a moment. I'll be there in a moment. I've got the stormtrooper and I head out to the back step because um, there's really good lighting at the time. And I set him up, just busking away with his little hat in hand. You know, In my head, I'm thinking the story is what do the stormtroopers do after the Death Star falls? You know, And we go out. And up until this point in time, nobody has cared about a single photo I've taken, not really. I get home to again, and, and yeah, that, that kind of idea of I love this photo. No, no, I really love this photo. I want a copy of it. Here's my money. I'm like, I'm on to something. i oh, like, I have significantly mm-hmm. leveled up here. People are responding to this in a way that I that never had happen to me. And like, all of a sudden, it was bigger than me. And it was, there was an audience and, and people following and, and getting on board and, and really loving it and, and wanting to see what came next. And, but certainly, From the outset, it was, again, it was something that I just kind of created for me because I figure that's the best way to create. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. I'm a big, geeky, nerdy fan who loves Lego and all the rest. So what is the stuff I like? And if I make that stuff, well, I'm probably not alone. I'm not that unique. Um, Other people will respond to it and like it too. And so that's been a pretty good um, um, guide for what I should and shouldn't create over the years. And yeah, most of it's grown out of that. Yeah. so um...
1: It's nice because I guess you you don't have to be stuck on just building something. You get to also have an imagery design to it too because yeah. um, as you said, I mean, as a graphic designer, you know how to do your job pretty well. And then now photography is a whole nother level. I spoke to another designer about it and like, Your builds are great but if you can't photography it can't do photography well then you kind of almost lose the uh, imagination to it sometimes
0: and yeah absolutely that's one of the things that helped being able to photograph builds well um helps share the best possible angles of them um and Mm
1: -hmm. there's
0: this feedback loop as well that's probably worth mentioning One of the things that grew out of doing more photography, it changed the way I approached builds and built builds. So it made it a lot easier for them to be visually appealing in ways that are immediately obvious. Because, I mean, you've been to Lego displays, right? Um, I'm assuming most of the listeners have. And if they haven't, once you can, get out there. Enjoy some Lego displays. Uh, And certainly, at a large exhibition, there'll be thousands of displays out there. And people move through them pretty quickly. and So you get a different sense mm-hmm. of what people slow down to enjoy and what they quickly rush past and making it a little easier for them to engage with it and, and see it and really see into it. It's one of those things that, yeah, absolutely grew out of just being better at photographing it as opposed to um, building with it. You know, they've they kind of fed back on one another. Yeah
1: yeah it's it's difficult because like not everybody's a photographer so like you said you had to learn over your time of 365 to kind of just grow from that if we could talk about your time on lego masters can you uh share your thoughts on uh you know getting selected what how how you enjoyed or you know things you didn't enjoy uh on being (laughs) on the show
0: I didn't enjoy it. Um, No, um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. Um, I didn't exactly enjoy my time there. I don't watch much TV whatsoever. Uh, So, and certainly not Mm -hmm. reality TV. So the thing I thought I signed up for is not the thing I did sign up for. And so I got a pretty quick dose of reality that way. Um, And yeah, it was not exactly an enjoyable time, but you know, when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. So I tried to do my best with it and have a bit of fun with it and, and just kind of roll with the punches and have fun. And I don't know. I don't know. Um Yeah, probably not my best self that got shown on screen. Um, Not at all. Um I don't know what to say. I don't know. I, I do get myself in a bit of trouble talking too much about it, so I probably should just shut up. <laughs> so...
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't want to pry. I know that um, uh, it, I've never been on and I've, I've spoken with a few other uh, people from the shows. And, you know, it is different. It's a you're, you're under the spotlight. You it's a different world. And, uh, you know, sometimes you only see the 20 percent that's on uh, and what's happening. And that sucks because like your designs were really cool.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I mean, exactly. it, it, that's, and, that's part of it. You're on 24-7 and, the, you know, like I don't think there was a single episode where there wasn't less, uh, would have been less than 20 hours of footage per participant uh, filmed. They only need five minutes, you know, um, and they, yeah, I'm not going to take the mediocre five minutes. They're going to take their um, the most extreme. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I gave them good <laughs> TV, I guess. <laughs> uh, well
1: and And that is is always a challenge, especially with the reality TV style to it, um, because there has to be some sort of uh you know drama to anything, just to liven it up for some reason. But to me, the most lively part of Lego Masters is the builds. like i'm I'm a builder, so like seeing how techniques are done, like how you guys under those time crunches were able to come up with these these epic builds, is the coolest part.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. It would have been nice to have seen more on the build.
1: What was your design process to kind of uh, accomplish a build for a week on Lego Masters?
0: Ideas are easy for me. Um, I've got okay. ADHD, um, um, so Same here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, then you, yeah, ideas are super duper duper easy. It's not. You know, I, I never understand people who say, oh, ideas are wonderful things, you know, how do you come up with your ideas? I'm like, no, they find me, like, all the time. It's, yeah, the ideas part is definitely easy. And, like, there are a lot of little filming tricks that happen with reality TV that, I, again, I probably shouldn't say too much. It would ruin the magic. But it's not that quick, you know. The filming process is very long so you absolutely get much mm-hmm. more time than you might think. To think, okay, well, here's the seed and the theme for and the um, the concept they want us to deliver. What do they want? You know, you get quite a bit of time to kind of think about that. And so, yeah, it, it's it's pretty easy for me, and I'm also a quick builder into the park. And so that that was never the challenge. I never mean, was never going mm-hmm. to be a challenge for me because. Um, It is easy for me um and the process is really again i keep coming back to that idea of okay we've got a whole bunch of bricks what can i build that i think would just be fun you know and Mm -hmm. and have some fun with it um yeah and and i guess uh, um the delorean is probably the one worth talking about um for those who have seen it i had so much fun with that delorean um, and yeah, like we started out the build and everybody else in the room was building the exact same thing. And of course we're, what, I think six, seven episodes in by that point in time. I'm like, there's no way this is going to stand out. You know, it's, mm-hmm. they it it look the same. Let's just go for broke. Let's have some real fun with this. You know, I reckon I could get, uh, uh and, you know, a decent size one, one that we can sit in done. Um, I might've made it a little bigger than I expected. <laughs> done in, in the hours. Yeah, we could have done it. <laughs> um, a <bit> more time. <laughs> we had a, a bonnet for the car. Um, we did have part of the um, back there that was actually built. It, it's mm-hmm. just, again, those little gaps with filming. So, like, the the bonnet kind of fell down and broke um, before they got the shots that they needed to show it, um, likewise with the boot. But, yeah, it was oh, so much fun. I loved that build. I loved that build.
1: We don't have access to those, to the Australian and the UK episodes in the United States yet. They're working on it, okay. but... Um, I've watched it on YouTube. I so I've, I've I think there there was some, you know, broadcasting thing. We ha everything has too many stringent laws here. But Fox uh Studios has come out with uh that they're gonna be streaming it on one of their streaming services. So people will get to watch and see this, but I've seen it on YouTube and you know you're right, it, it was ambitious. You literally put everything out there. Uh and I like to like I've used this t- term throughout my life as like you gotta risk it to get the biscuit. And you know, as you said. There, everybody else was making a Delorean. It's hard to compete when everybody's making the same thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and it's like none of them stood out. And certainly by that point in time, it had been clear that to, you know if you wanted to cross the line, do something ambitious, dare to fail greatly. Yeah. You know, and, and certainly that's one of those things I've lived by through life. And you know, sometimes that means that you uh, fail. You know, and that's okay. That's okay too. But you yeah. got to take the risks.
1: And I mean, failure is just, success is just one step after it, it, you know, you fail this time, you can succeed again. Um, and like, uh, I guess a good example for something like this is every build, you probably make multiple additions. Um, you're never going to build it once and then it's perfect. Right. At least that's how I am.
0: A build is never finished. A mock is never finished. You're always going back and, <laughs> and changing and adjusting. Absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely when they're larger, challenging builds. Um, I, I'd like to bring out your, you know, your Mario figure that it, you're working on. Um, I see it in the background of your video here. Yeah, you've got your, uh, your Mario face. How, how is that going? Like, What's that process like for that?
0: Um, there's a larger kind of project that I been meaning to finish up and take to exhibitions now i don't know when my next exhibition is going to be so i've kind of been dragging my Mm -hmm. heels on it honestly um but there's the portal companion cube that's sitting next to him and basically i just want him to be tall enough to be leaning on it which does mean that he needs to be uh the equivalent of three small base plates tall um so mm-hmm. torso legs and so yeah the scale's about right for that as we speak but that's that's going to end up being like, you know about two three feet tall um right. and then bring in a few other little details like i've got the <laughs> i've got the kong arcade machine um which i'm rebuilding at the moment i can see that on the other side of my studio and so i'll be able to put arcade machines around and just make it an ode to video gaming Gaming in general, and that's kind of the seed for him. That's it. Um, Mm -hmm. The idea has been floating around in my head well before we got the Super Mario sets released. Now that we do have the Super Mario sets released, I might take a slightly different approach and combine him with a Mario pinball machine um, that functions. Oh, okay. um, um, Yeah, functions enough, rather, you know, just basically make sure the paddles work and use GBC balls. yeah it's i don't know Uh, there's no deep dark mysteries to the process it really is just you know something fun i enjoy
1: i never really think when i interview anyone that there's a deep dark mystery to how people build it's just i like to hear how they go about it because i'm the same like with you and ideas it's the same way i have about a thousand ideas that happen do i actively you know pursue everyone i try there's just no possible way (laughs) to do it
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's ADHD in a nutshell. Isn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it is. Like, having uh, you were talking about the video game side of things. What do you think of Legos like dive into the video game world? Because ne- we had Overwatch, and now, uh, I mean, the- and they did have uh, Portal as just a dimension set, but uh, like yeah. your Portal Cube, it kind of dives deeper into that um, aspect. And that's, did you put that yeah. on Lego Ideas? I can't remember.
0: I did. I did put okay. the Portal Cube up on Lego Ideas. Um, I don't know how well it's going. Um, I don't know if it's really got the necessary groundswell there. Um, but certainly that's, again, one of those ideas. It's just been floating around forever. <clears> My <throat> partner is a huge um, Portal fan. She's not a gamer in general, but she likes really likes Portals. So just as a kind of a gift for her, I was like, okay, I can make a life-size companion cube. And am I already going to make a life-size companion cube? What more can I do with it? Maybe it opens up and it just displays something from the game, or maybe I can turn it into bookends. Um, a thirty-two base plate on, on per side is a little thick or, or long to be a bookend. So yeah, the choice I ended up going with was it opens up and you get uh, shell on one side and glass rust on the other. Um, and yeah, it's it's just grew from that love of gaming, really. Uh, and to go back. Full circle to your question about um, LEGO's forays into gaming. Well, coming back to that idea, Mm -hmm. dare to fail greatly. I love the ambition that is present with the LEGO Mario sets. I'm not so sure about the execution. I think more could have been done with it um, because having been hands-on with multiples of the sets and having heard a lot of feedback from a lot of people, not just my own personal feedback, Um, it has gotten some very mixed responses and deservedly so. Um, So I think, well, I mean, I've got kids, which means I've got a box of Dusty Skylanders in my house. I've got a whole bunch of Disney Infinity characters. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: I've got the full dimensions range and the Toys to Life craze is now well and truly passed by at least a decade. So what is, for instance, Hidden Side and, and Mario bringing that could make it work? And that's an interesting set of questions because I think there is more to be explored with them as well. Um, there is that, um, the way the tiles and scanning, scannable tiles work with Mario. You don't necessarily need the full range. You can get a lot more out of the expansion set than, than is obvious at first sight. And that's less about the set and more about the marketing and how it's been treated in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this week I spent time um, being a graphic designer I broke down the little barcodes that he reads and I duplicated them um, and basically spun them out so that I could play origami craft games with my son um, because we've both played through uh, Paper Mario Origami uh, mm-hmm. Paper Mario Origami King loved the heck out of the game and you know what I think there can, more can be done in that way we can origami it up <clears throat> make a whole bunch of little Goombas and the like, put those little printed stickers on the the back of them or glue stick them on. You know, I just printed them off on the home printer and and play more with only using the starter kit um, and getting Mario to light up and interact and and enjoy. Um, So yeah, it's, I don't know. I probably waffled a little there.
1: No, I don't think you waffled. I think Mm. you kind of hit, hit the you know opinions on lego mario i think that Mm -hmm. they've tried multiple times to get into that digital realm of it um i think they've succeeded in a lot of their video games i know i'm excited for you know the skywalker saga uh that got delayed unfortunately till 2021 um harry potter hopefully that they'll come out with a new game because i know they did a remaster for the switch um we're taught i'm doing a deep dive into all of that harry potter stuff right now and i uh I think you, I agree with you. I think that you know Lego and Mar and Nintendo were working together, and Lego's like this is our chance to you know take that digital side of things. But those QR codes or the the codes could be used for almost anything. Like um, you could have them just based in a house. Like maybe like it hides in the hidden side. You could have a hidden door that the only way you find it is by scanning the code, and then it opens the door somehow or something like that. But um, I think there's still potential. I have the Nintendo Entertainment System set, which I think is great. Hopefully they'll continue those. And uh, I really want a 64. I might just build my own now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But th- they could great, create, um, bring back racers. Like they, the Technic oh. racers they used to build. And maybe they'll do a Mario Kart uh, style track system. Um, there's potential. Well, yeah, and I think the- they have time.
0: Hmm. Um, I mean, that's one of, uh, coming back to the idea of, I think a lot of, got lost in the marketing translation. The idea or, or the brief that started Lego Mario was that the kindest things could that could only be made as a collaboration between Mario and Lego. I don't think that's really gotten shown a lot or, or expressed a lot with the final product, because I agree with you. I'd love uh, to see a Lego Mario, uh, sorry, a Mario Kart set. I've got a set of Technic races in the next room. It actually worked that way, you know. um, Bowser and Mario. The other two are a little more, you know. That's just the frame underneath, Um, and (laughs) it's the the full four. But yeah, they are there and they are uh, ready to be busted out at a moment's notice. and, And you know, it's I love that idea, you know. And that's one of those things that I love the idea of taking to exhibitions too all of a sudden you can set it up and you can play it with your friends and you've got the uh, various technical races that you can just race and have fun with. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think that could be, and especially with the Digimario, Mario, I think it's kind of their test bed. Like, Hey, let's see how people actually like the interactive side of it, where they can build mm-hmm. their own course and go through it. And I think, you know, uh, when I go to my Lego store, they're sold out of a lot of these things because kids enjoy them. Um, and yeah. the nostalgia aspect does bring, you know, the adults in to like say, "Hey, I, I may not like or play with them, but I'd like a Goomba, uh, like I'd like a Lego Goomba or a, a squid um, uh, or a rock God. guy." Like there, there's so many things, and I think Lego ha- is playing many fields just trying to see what works.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They have been, and very definitely been in a more experimental stage over the mm-hmm. I think the last year or two and i like that i like that because it, it, we're getting to see stuff that we wouldn't have ordinarily or certainly wouldn't have seen five years ago
1: right and it, it kind of goes against like some of the critics like okay cool lego ideas you're just making the designer like uh the fans build legos for you what do you guys have and they're like well here's what we have and they've showed that they are still the great creators that they are
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely.
1: I only have a few more questions, if that's okay. I know you were talking about your video game style. Do you have anything in the pipeline other than, you know, your Mario figure that you've been working on that you'd like to share?
0: Share yet? Probably not. March actually. Well, next month is September, which does mean ship timber to falls everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking this year I'm going to give a uh, ship uh, a tackle and, and see what I can kind of come up with. I've got a few ideas. I wanted to go with um, kind of an emerging neoclassic space um, build that I've got. Um, I don't know. If, you know, uh, I'm assuming this is audio only because I haven't been too careful. About that. <laughs> but you can see it right now. That robot behind me. That that large robot behind me. Um, And so certainly that'll be at one end, ship at the other, and then uh, landscape between kind of connecting them neoclassic space style. Um, So yeah, uh, that's going to be one of the next big ones I kind of build and knock out. I say the next one because that will probably be the next one finished, and that's always the caveat. Uh, then my studio was full of half finished creations or part finished creations. That's just the way the studio tends to roll. So, yeah, yeah, that'll probably be the next one finished.
1: Very cool. I, I actually, as an AFL, never really got into ship temper or heard about it until recently. Because I mean, our community there's so many things. Because a bunch of people talk about competitions. I've only done like the Lego Ideas competitions and never. Uh, through a lug um, but it's nice to see a broader like you know hey try to try a ship ship like there's so many styles you could do like you're going to do that style people might do something from star wars it's it, it's a very broad category which gets everybody very creative
0: it's interesting you talk about the competition aspect i've always thought about it as a community Far more a community, first and foremost. Um, and, and certainly for those who aren't a member of their local lug, seek out your local lug. Uh, get involved mm-hmm. in the community, absolutely. Um, and for those who are unaware of what ship timber means, uh, ship stands for significantly huge investment in parts. To qualify as a ship for ship timber, it needs to be more than 100 studs long, which is big. So, uh, which is, I guess, what, what makes it daunting. Not just any spaceship, but a very big one
1: um mm-hmm. yeah it, it gives people that extra challenge but you're right it it doesn't have to be a competition i just know that uh it challenges builders so i have just kind of fallen back to being competitive to some degree but you know in, in the end everybody's like wow all of these designs are amazing it's never like oh well that one was crap why did you even put it in it's it's a very uh <laughs> uh wholehearted challenge to to some degree yeah
0: well, yeah well like it's I mean you did ask a few times about what motivates me as a builder and the competitive aspect is sort of part of what does but the thing is it's more competing against the person I was yesterday it's always inwardly focused never outwardly it's never about beating somebody else it's about improving myself I think that's a very important aspect to it um and and a very important part of the approach there as well um should have brought that out, at the beginning, I guess. But you know, um, see, we've touched on that. Yeah, that that's absolutely part of it too.
1: That's that's great to hear because not people, not, not many people say that. They always think that they have to compete against the next person, but it should be you. It should be a personal endeavor to be better every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's what I try to role model for my kids. It's you know, basically basically become something that works and it's it's made my life better um living by that philosophy absolutely
1: mhm well that is a great philosophy to live by and i hope to continue to personify that myself as well um and you know for my final question for the interview here today um i we've talked about it extensively on this this interview how do you think lego has changed you and your life
0: Um, Oh, (laughs) no, it's taken over my life. Um, Eight years ago when my son was born, I was just graduating as a graphic designer and stepping into a graphic design. um, It was actually my second or third graphic design job that I was stepping into because I returned to study um, to finish it off. Today, uh, my job pretty much revolves around uh, Lego uh, in some way, shape or form. If it hadn't been for COVID-19 shutdowns, I'd be uh, in schools this week, you know, every day doing various incursions and, and teaching kids using Lego as the tool to do that. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's kind of taken over my life. And, and honestly, I love that it has because it's so good for the soul and, and I enjoy every moment of it. Um, yeah. I'm so happy doing what I'm doing I, I, these days uh, with Lego.
1: Great to hear. I, I mean, it is good for the soul for a lot of us just to, you know, take a take a relaxing moment, but also engage that creative engine to become more imaginative. Um, as adults, a lot of people lose it. They just roll with, oh, I, you know, I'm I'm working. I come home, I do what we need at the house, and then go back. Like with a Lego or anything building wise, uh, construction, you you get to dive into that imagination that makes us human if you don't have an imagination yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna seek more we're gonna be pretty much uh content with what we have and uh never find out what we've because we're explorers we want to explore explore your imagination
0: yeah exactly exactly um, that's that's a good way of summing me up actually yeah you
1: know? yeah i love like <laughs> new things
0: and that gives me a chance to explore and, and reach out and discover Um, In a very safe way, honestly, yeah.
1: And our ADHD, it gets those ideas out uh, in the physical world and really show how uh, how we think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Cal, I I just want to say thank you again for you know taking the time uh, this morning for me, this evening for you uh, (laughs) to uh, come on the show and uh, tell people how you actually you know feel. I love pure honesty; is the best form of honesty. The and a dive into you know, the thought process of designers like you is what this show is about. And I, uh, I thank you again for coming on. This was really fun.
0: Well, thank you for the invite, Garrett. Thank you. Oh,
1: cheers. And uh, everybody, everybody uh, who hasn't seen his stuff yet, go to Frostbricks on Instagram, frostbricks.com, and uh, check out his work. I think you'll really enjoy it uh, and um, hope to see what you have next. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to the episode. I just want to thank Kale again for coming on. It was a really fun episode. Definitely to talk to another LEGO Master uh, from Australia this time. And uh, hopefully we'll have some other guests from the LEGO Master programs to come on and talk about their experience. And uh, thank you for tuning in for Episode 1 of Season 2. We're going to restart every year, and uh, this is our first episode. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll continue to bring you... Great news every Friday on breaking News and our uh, designer interviews every Monday. So make sure to subscribe if you'd like to keep up with the latest on our episodes and follow us on Back to Brick 2 and on our YouTube page at Back to Brick. Thank you again, and I'll leave you as I always do. Get creative, get out there, and go build something.